just remembering that as a salesperson, you solve challenges and unstable times means there are more challenges. Welcome to Data-Driven Selling by the Sales Insights Lab, the podcast that helps reps and business owners generate more meetings and close more sales at higher prices. All right, so welcome to today's training where we're going to be talking about closing the deal in unstable times. I'm here with Coach Tiffany, who's the head coach of the Sales Insights Lab. Thanks for being here, Tiffany. Awesome to be here, Mark. Thanks. Great. So so obviously, we've all heard a lot of talk. If you follow the news, if you go on LinkedIn or social media and all this stuff, it's like there's so much talk of the instability of times. And so I think it's it's probably worth pointing out like some of the the things that are changing in our world right now in comparison to what we've gone through. And you're certainly welcome to add to this list. But just a couple of things that strike me. One, obviously, is there's a change in the economy, right? I mean, we see tech companies that are going through layoffs. We see inflation. We see mortgage rates increasing as a result, you know, or not just mortgage rates, but just interest rates going up. And as a result, that's affecting the housing market. That's affecting a lot of things. Anything else that you would add to that list of changes that that are taking place? Yeah, I think that that the whole situation around hiring and talent acquisition for a lot of people is making things incredibly uncertain. And I think that people are just a little jumpy right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even things like this, the introduction of chat GPT, right? It's like, I mean, you go on LinkedIn, it's like, that's all you see is like chat, this AI is just going to like take over our job. So it's like, I think these are, these are other things that are creating an instability. And of course, political instability, war in Ukraine, that's cha- affecting a lot of things going on in Europe and thus in the US. So like, there's a lot going on, particularly compared to what we've just been through, which was basically like this, basically like a 10 more than a 10-year run of just kind of like up, 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 you know, with the exception, of course, some changes that happened as a result of COVID. But so so I think we're, we can all agree that there are some, these are more uncertain times. So with that said, what's one thought that you have in terms of, from a sales perspective, in terms of how you approach these unstable times? It's a great question. So first and foremost is just remembering that as a salesperson, you solve challenges and unstable times means there are more challenges. So really just keying in on the challenges that you solve is just the most important thing. Yeah. hundred percent. Right. It's like, it's like, you're not selling a product. You're not selling a service. You are solving a challenge. And as a result, maybe the challenges are changing a little bit, but ultimately if you're solving those challenges, there's inherently value in solving those challenges, which I think is a hundred percent right on. And, and actually something that I would add to that, which was on my list is even if you're in a market where everyone's talking about, Oh, things are harder or this or that. It's like, that's, you know, there are obviously legitimate things that are happening in different industries, right? So like if you're selling mortgages right now, like it's, it's harder to sell a mortgage today at 6% than it was when it was like 2% and and you're basically just giving away free money. So it's like, there's of course changes, but you also have to remember that everyone's going through that, all of your competitors. So I think the more you don't focus on the kind of like excuse and the, the like, oh, me too, like this is, I'm going through this, this is so hard, woe is me. And the more you just focus on, okay, how can I be effective? And as a result of this, I think is just so important to ultimately, not just surviving instability, but actually thriving and becoming more successful in this time, as opposed to just kind of like getting through. 
Yeah. And totally, in terms of harder, absolutely. And then going a little bit deeper, it's harder for who? It's harder for people that are coming from a position maybe where they don't have like systems and processes for things, where they don't have the approach that they need to in order to have effective conversations. But I think that once you do have that structure, I mean, not letting the scenario or the description of the scenario spook you, right? And really coming into this place of of the fact that if it's harder for somebody else, then it's easier for somebody else, right? And being that person that you're you're leveraging everything that's around you to find where the the, the smoother path is and get there. Yeah, it just takes it just takes being thoughtful and taking a step back. And in fact, one of the ideas that I that I had that I wanted to share, and it just it, it perfectly piggybacks off of this, which is that with instability comes opportunity, right? It's like all of the greatest opportunities. In history, I mean, literally, I mean, what, what do they say? Like innovation or invention is the mother of necessity, or I guess it's the other way around. Necessity is the mother of invention. And it's like, we don't, you know, we don't develop these technologies. I mean, just take the electric car, the emergence of the electric car. It's like the reason that the electric car has just made such, I mean, now in my neighborhood, I just like everyone's driving electric cars. And I think that's so cool. And I think a lot of that is because it's like, we finally, and I'm not saying we've gotten our act together because we haven't, but it's like there's finally this sense because of some pretty scary things that are happening in our world that like, okay, like let's do this. And so there are ways to find opportunity in any instability and to really focus on that. What's the opportunity here as opposed to just this kind of like feeling bad for ourselves, like we're somehow this victim of of what's happened. It's the only way to look at this and not just, again, not just get through, but to thrive. Exactly. And the question that I'm always asking myself is like, what doors are going to be opened as a result of this? Where is that next place that's going to be where I need to focus and never getting sucked into the kind of woe is me element that's going on there. And it is, I mean, certainly I'll bring it back to COVID. My family is from the Bronx in New York City, especially in the Bronx. We had a really hard time during COVID, but there's no element of succumbing to that element of it. Of course, be concerned, do what you can do. But then you still have to figure out, okay, how am I going to be a survivor through this in terms of being a leader or, you know, I'd say all salespeople are sales leaders. So in terms of being a sales leader, how do I keep this moving forward? Yeah. And and again, I think it's like the, the mindset is like not just about surviving. I think people that are focused on just survival, I think tend to, like, we all know those people in our lives who are like, they're kind of like, they'll survive a nuclear blast for sure. But it's like, that's not what I want, right? I don't want to just kind of like survive. I want to thrive. I want to, I want to have a rich, fulfilling life. I can't control what's happening in the world, but I can control what I do as a result of it. And I'm always going to be looking for that opportunity. I mean, again, just like an example for us is like from, for sales, what we were doing at the Sales Insights Lab is like before COVID, hospitality was a huge part of, I'd say 25% of our clients were either in hospitality, you know, sold for hotels or catering or anything like that, or sold to that industry. And when COVID hit, like that did, it went, but we just thought, okay, so that's, that's going to go at least for a, a period of time. So now what do we do? And as a result, within like a quarter, we were doing far better than we'd ever done because we just went after other markets that were able to do really well. And it was like, it wasn't, there was never a moment of like, oh man, I can't believe this is happening. It was more just like, okay, 
what do we do? How do we make the best of this? And I think that's just so, so important, not just for sales, but just in life is like making the most of any opportunity. As my dad always likes to say, you know, making lemonade out of any lemons. And quite frankly, I think a lot of times instability is not even lemons. It's just like, it's just different. Absolutely. And I love that term. It's like survive and thrive. Don't focus on what you can't control. Focus on what you can control. And I think that whether you're a rep making dials or you're a founder or you're trying to launch a new business during this, there is always going to be something that you can anchor to that is the opportunity that's going to drive you ahead. And I will say I've been you know, running my own businesses since 2000 and every economic downturn has been the catalyst for that next big thing that my organization went toward. And I think that in some ways, it is the the struggle, it is the challenge that drives us to be better. 100%. Okay. I love it. So let's get a little more tactical. What's one thing on your list, just like really like tactically sales-wise, that you think is critical in a marketplace and an environment that we're in right now? I would definitely say having effective discovery conversations is hands down the most important thing right now, because a lot of people are approaching purchasing from this higher consideration standpoint because everyone's feeling uncertain and nobody, I think I've heard murmurings in other spaces where they're like, okay, well, you have to, you know, take charge and drive them towards the solution. And what, of course, we talk about is the fact that Effective conversations means that you're asking the questions, the tactical, the strategic questions that are going to help them to drive themselves to the type of offering that's going to solve those challenges, the one that you have. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's exactly right. Is we have to we have to be able to go deep enough to really understand what's going on. We need to be focused on their challenges, and it may or may not be a fit. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, one one that was on my list that I think is pretty similar here is that you know we always talk about in the Sales Insights Lab is this idea of disqualifying prospects. So of course, like the old school approach to selling was persuasion, or we have to convince people to do business with us. That's useless, right? Persuasion, convincing, that's super old school stuff because I mean the idea ideas, of course, it's just like, I need to have the perfect pitch or whatever, like that's no good. But what disqualification is really about is not even just trying to qualify, but really determine, like go into it with a doctor's mindset and every conversation go in just an open book. I don't know if this is going to be a fit. It might be, it might not be. Either way is fine, right? It takes all the pressure off the conversation. And I think it just allows us to be really honest about what our pipeline looks like. Because I think like one of the things too is again, in uncertain times, people get nervous. And so they start to kind of like hoard whatever it is, whatever resources it is. And to salespeople, obviously our biggest resource in a lot of cases is like our pipeline. Like what are things going to look like a month from now is purely dependent on like what my pipeline looks like today, right? So it's like if we're if we're kind of fooling ourselves into believing that like I've got all these opportunities in my pipeline, when in fact they're not legitimate. Now we're like not in a strong place versus just being having that disqualification mindset and and being really clear about where, you know, where you stand today and and thus where you'll stand a month, three months from now or whatever it is. Absolutely. And I think that that low pressure, it's okay if it's not a fit approach is just so important right now because I found that prospects, especially during uncertain times, if you try to apply that pressure, you're done. That's it. Yeah. Game over. Totally. So also in terms of like your pipeline being your lifeblood, this is why it is so important not to let that scenario scare you. I remember in, you know, the early days of the pandemic being like, who's going to buy marketing right now? And I let that scare me off my activity. 
And that keeping in mind that, you know, it's not the right bet to wait and see what happens. And just again, coming back to that place where what do you have control over and really push on that? Yeah. So, I mean, even going unpacking that deeper, right? I mean, the idea is have your prospecting blueprint, right? Have, you know, or, or we talk about internally, like your prospecting playbook. It's like, make sure that you've got your prospecting process and then just do it a lot, right? It's like, you've got to have leads. And you also have to have a clear understanding because I think we saw, we wind up talking to a lot of people that don't have necessarily the clearest sense of how many appointments it takes to make a sale or how many prospects they're getting out to. And I think that we hear a lot of language around, I think, or maybe it's, and these are some important numbers to know because you need to have an understanding of is that trending upward or downward and not being behind the curve? And so those leading versus lagging indicators that can be really important to understanding if you're going to hit your quota or your goals. Yeah. I mean, I think people think there's like this magic to prospecting and lead generation and all this, but it, like, it really comes down to just from a very high level, it's how many appointments do you, initial appointments do you have to have in order to make a sale? In fact, let's go one step further. What's your sales goal, right? Like, what do you, what do you need to sell? Then how many sales do you need to make in order to hit that goal? So let's say it's a million dollar goal. Each sale that you have is, let's say, $20,000. Okay, so now I have to make 50 sales over the course of the next year, right? How many of those are just going to kind of come in? Okay, maybe 10. Okay, great. So now I have, to, I have to generate 40 sales on my own. Okay, so now that I know I have to generate 40 sales on my own, how many appointments, initial appointments do I have to have in order to get one sale? Let's say that number is five. So now I know that I have to have 200 appointments because I want 40 sales and I need five appointments, initial discovery meetings in order to get one sale. So now I know I need 200 discovery meetings over the course of the next year. So that's like, what is that? That's four meetings a week. So it's basically like a meeting a day. So if you're a little less than a meeting a day, like this stuff isn't rocket science. Now you've just got to, of course, figure out how are you going to set those meetings per day. But, you know, again, now it's like, you know, you take the math further. It's like, how many dials do I have to make? Or how many people do I have to put through a blueprint where it's like I send emails, make calls to, send LinkedIn outreach, like whatever it is. And then you kind of put together that playbook. Yeah. And I think that just looking back at having gone through a couple of, you know, unstable times over the past 23 years, that a lot of times that instability brought clarity, right? Like you need clarity in things and it's going to push you to that next level of clarity. And that's going to come with, again, just releasing that, that fear of the unknown. That was another part that I was going to bring up is that fear of the unknown. You know, sometimes if I have kids and if the room's all black, they can sometimes like the, all the lights are out. Yeah, They can imagine the worst that's in there. And it's like you turn on the lights, like it's really fine. There's no monsters or anything else like that. And turning the light on is that clarity. So you have to be clear on who you're selling to, why you're selling to them, what their challenges are. And because this is a more, you know, strenuous time, unstable time, getting better at all of those things are going to help you through this period of time. And all unstable time periods are limited. They don't last forever. When you come out of that, you're going to be so much stronger. Totally. And that's the thing, right? Is that like, if you can thrive in a time of instability or even a downturn, if, if in fact that's what happens, it's like, you're going to come out of that so much stronger. I always think of the example of when JetBlue, it's just, it's a really powerful example that I learned many years ago. It's like when JetBlue went through the first downturn, they made sure to keep as much cash on hand. And what they were able to do is because they were able to operate more efficiently and effectively than a lot of the other carriers who started going out of business, 
they were able to then buy a lot of planes from carriers that went out of business and they were able to hire a lot of the best people. And so like they basically like used the downturn to become way more effective and more successful and got all of these planes at much lower costs and, and were able to get the best people. And so that way, when the downturn ended, which it inevitably did, it was like they came out and they were like, they went from being like a niche player to like indisputably like the airline at the time. And it's just like, it's the same thing that we can do. It's like, follow your blueprint, use your process. And as a result, when things do get better now, you're just like, you're just flying. Absolutely. And I think that there's a lot of those stories. And, and certainly, I think it's helped to go back through history and kind of read some examples of it. But your example about JetBlue is, is excellent. Also, going back to the Great Depression, there are so many of the big brands that we know now went aggressive during the Great Depression. And, you know, General Mills, Post Cereal, Coca-Cola, all of those, they didn't give up. And there wasn't that sense of like, oh, I guess this is just what we have to deal with. It's like, no, what are we going to do about it? Right. And then, of course, they came into once like the survivors of the, the Great Depression then entered into one of the greatest economic periods of certainly in U.S. history. Yeah, right on. One other that I just think is just, again, tactical, but I think is really important in these times is, is understanding your prospect's decision-making process. So I think a lot of salespeople think it's almost like rude to find out what their decision-making process is. And I think that's so wrong because especially in times of uncertainty, people may buy a little bit differently than they did before, right? So it's like maybe they're feeling nervous or as a result, there's there are other people that are involved in understanding your prospect's buying process in decision-making process is so, so important to making sure that you're really dealing with legitimate opportunities and at the same time to help you navigate what those next steps have to look like and all that. I think it's it's so important just tactically that yes, like things are changing. So get as much insight, get as much, get as much knowledge as you can into what's actually happening with them and how they would go about making a process like this. Absolutely. And you are 1000% as a salesperson entitled to know that information, especially if earlier on in the conversation, there's been a lot of value generated by helping them explore their challenges and everything like that. And the important thing to note, it's not just helpful for us as salespeople to be able to walk through that process. You're being incredibly helpful to your prospect because quite often, depending on who you sell to, there's a real, you know, nuance around how they make decisions. And by getting them to walk through it, you're helping them to create the criteria that they're going to judge the solution by. 100%. And that's so helpful. Like I have had so many prospects be like, thanks for going through that with me because there's like, now I understand like what I'm going into this considering. And that's huge. Totally agree. I love it. All right. Well, I feel juiced and excited about uh, uncertain times. And so Tiffany, thanks for joining me in this conversation. And and I really hope that people are walking away with not just a sense of hope, because I think hope is, is weak. I'm talking about my goal is that you walk away with a clear sense of what you have to do in order to, again, not just survive, but thrive in these times. Absolutely. My pleasure, Mark. Thanks for listening. Want more tactical advice on selling? Register for our free video training on the five-step formula to closing more deals without price pushback, think it overs, or ghosting. Simply visit closing.training to get instant access. That's closing.training to get instant access.